Okay, so this is the closet of nonsense. This is going to be. You're in my closet. Of I am. Nonsense. I am. That's that's the best part of this. Yeah. Um, this is my first on location. I did say that I was going to start traveling, uh, and I got to come to Las Vegas, and I've been doing some shooting and stuff. And actually, we flip flopped. We were going to do this actually tomorrow. We're going to do well, shoot we tomorrow. Yeah. Because it it's hot as it's shit. It's a weather issue. Okay. How do you how do you live in a place where it makes your face hurt every day? <laughs> no idea. I you have to uh, exfoliation is key. Is what I'm learning. I have to exfoliate every day. Otherwise, like I'm normally from Cali, so yeah, I've never had issues of makeup just falling off right after you put it on. So exfoliation. Yeah, I, I'm I drinking just, lots of water. That's the thing. I hate water, and I've had yeah. like six bottles of water in the last day and a half just being here. It's crazy. You never want to have water when you're here, but it's, I hate, it's I hate important. Water. Well, and I've, I've also learned from years of coming here that the water that is here tastes bad. So I get bottled water. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know why, but it, I have like I have Aaron Brockovich moments of like, right. oh my God, there's there's something that's going to kill me in the water. Right. I know that's probably not the case. You don't want to yeah. have that water. I always yeah. have filter water in my house, or I get the, like, the jugs and stuff. Yeah. So... Yeah, I gotta have the good water. Yeah. Did you hear that the scandal of? Do you ever see those those blue bottles of real water? Yeah. Yeah, they're not real water. There's actually like they got sued because there's, there's actually bad shit in yeah, it. Yeah, there's shit in it. Yeah, which is kind of how that works. Well, which, I always laugh because there's you know when people are like it's Fiji water and it's artesian water. You ever seen an actual artesian well? <laughs> it's fucking mud. I mean, the, it's what it is. The funny thing was, it's called real water. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, you can't trust nothing that says that. Well, and I I, I know that people say it wasn't the case, because Eviana, blah, but it says naive backwards. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you got to know. Funny. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we're going to get in. We've been talking for a really long time, and the first thing I want to talk about is the importance of names. You yeah. have been a performer forever, and you have a couple of different online personas. You're one of those people who's had your... Instagram taken down six times? But five, so I'm on the sixth You're one. You're on the sixth one, okay. Hopefully it does, doesn't go, I don't, but if I do make it to seven, that, that's my lucky number. Well, there so, you go. But, there you go. But, you know, I'm going to... So, how would you... Wood. Yeah, good, good call. Hopefully. It counts. It, there's wood in there somewhere. <laughs> well, hopefully yeah. no, I think so. not gonna <laughs> Somebody next door. The spirits, they're not... But, um, yes, it's it's been a struggle, um, but I'm, I'm on my last leg. I actually did not want to make that account. I actually, like, after the fifth one was down, I was like, fuck this shit. It took me so much energy, especially the ones that were, like, really, really up there that, I mean, you just have to have it. It's yeah. fucking stupid. Yeah. And this one is under just Onyx Muse, correct? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I just They've always been, yeah, I a variation of that. my Onyx Muse mm -hmm. stuff. Um, but I think I may be like in their database and that's why they fuck with me. It's possible. I can't even post a picture. Like I see girls that have full on like their ass in the shit, you know, damn mm -hmm. near just like a line through their shit. And I barely do a side angle of like of me in a thong and like I get. I always assume it's because you, there's somebody who follows you who hates you. Probably. I mean, that's and I and I, I have no proof of this, but it feels like the people that I know that get deleted a lot or get blocked or get is because there is somebody that is so jealous or so pissed off at them that all they do is just troll it and wait until you oh I can get this one reported because I get reported often when I when I do the gore stuff I get reported yeah. and and I've actually had experiences where like the police are showing like 
you didn't actually like kill somebody, right? I was like, <laughs> that's him right there. Like you show him like that's the person or whatever. But there are moments when I've posted a couple things. I'm like, I really censor carefully. I make sure I do guidelines. I really follow the, and I have had people go, you don't get reported, but I put, did something that was like not even close to that. Right. And my account got got suspended for ten days. And I I'm like, probably have some strippers that hate me or whatever. Yeah. But the first time that I got deleted, it was actually really funny. I did a shoot and I had like a ball gag in my mouth and I was like on the phone and I I like posted something like busy at work or <laughs> I'm hardly working nice. and I got fucking deleted and I was like, what the fuck? I didn't even fucking do that. I that's so. the one thing when I have any of my really fetish based stuff on not yeah. on Instagram I've been okay on Instagram but on Facebook oh yeah I'm dropped and so which it's it's funny to me that I mean being in this industry and, and you know the most popular accounts on Instagram TikTok and Twitter are sexually based in one form or another TikTok I can I have posted too well my my friend really wanted me to go on TikTok because of our rapper friend yeah. was doing he's like really popular on tiktok and of course i was a dumbass i put only fans in the description yep got dinged and then i tried to do like a non like i mean i try to be real subtle with it yeah so i have to work around apparently i need to get like workout shit and and be covered up when i put my post because they really get on you about their guidelines yeah which is the whole reason i never got a tiktok I've yeah. been really, really nervous about it for a long time, but I just started one like a week ago and I haven't yeah. done anything with it yet, but what I'm going to do is actually like, I have so many images and things that I don't post because of either they're candids or they're not fit for this or it was part of a series or like there's a publication that four of those images got published but the other six or I'm building these kind of slideshows and things yeah. and going to do something with that and I'm hoping that I have that I just don't get, like, if I get, if it gets deleted or I get knocked off, I'm going to give up. I'm not yeah. going to keep fighting that one because Instagram's hard enough. I know that when I started, my Instagram went to 1,500 virtually overnight. I, I It blew up. And I was like, oh, my God, I've been fighting Instagram for so long. I don't want to be a part of this. And it blew up. And then they changed the guidelines. And in the last two and a half years, I think maybe I've gotten 100 new followers. And that's it. Nice. I have no, well, I have no interactivity. I have nothing. Like, where I used to get two, 300 likes, I get maybe 20. This algorithms yeah. keep changing. And honestly, like, I'm a mom now, so I barely have enough energy for it. But it's yeah. just so annoying that it's, that's life. But, yeah. But it also, like, I, I put so much energy into it that, like, there's just times where it's like, I... I'm not going to have to like document myself all the time because yeah. you people are ridiculous. Like, but again, that comes into like trying to develop a name, develop a trade name, something. I mean, you've been performing since 2014. Yeah. So um, you yeah. have an established identity. Yeah, and what I've been doing beyond, you know taking pictures and videos of myself of, of as you can tell of my yeah. studio I've been investing into uh, things into ventures into um, things are going to be long long like longer lasting than a fucking picture and image that Instagram or any of these social media uh, conglomerates are going to own because I want to own my own shit and be able to 
uh, produce and distribute that. Yeah. Well, and that was one of the things that I actually, I, I plan on bringing that up later, but, okay, everybody has a side hustle. Everybody has, this is my hustle, this is my side hustle. <laughs> I, got, I got several. <laughs> You've got like nine hustles. Like, what all do you do? Um, well, right now, what's really popular, and it does take a lot of my time, is I'm, I'm fucking hustling cars. I got Turo right now, so I got a fleet of six cars. Uh, actually about to get another one. Um, so business is really booming on that side. I love it. You definitely downplay cars. These are not just cars. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> these are like high end cars. Yeah. Actually like yeah, so my, my more basic one, I had a cheap Cherokee. Yeah, that one got stolen. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. It's actually in the community of tarot that happens a lot. So now <laughs> we're gonna upgrade that. We're getting a Corvette because it's I mean I'm not a Corvette person, but that's really popular. Um, but we have a uh, Range Rover, I have a Jaguar F-Pace SUV, I have a Mercedes GLE, I have a Maserati, I have, um, yeah, I got, I got a, lot of, a lot of cars. Yeah, and that's, that's so, the thing. Like, um, you, you said cars, and I was like, no, 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 you, I'm not letting that one slide. It's really fun. I mean, so this is something new. Um, Thank God to the pandemic because um, car rentals are charging up the ass, so people are looking for another source. Yep. Um, so that's really cool. So that's one of my hustles. Obviously, um, I'm in the adult industry, so I do OnlyFans, and um, I've been really good on there. But before OnlyFans, I've been doing webcaming. I have a few sexting sites. Um, there's a lot of different platforms that I'm on, but OnlyFans is kind of like the main. Um, but I'm also working towards something that is going to be beyond um, OnlyFans, but it's just like, it's it's the market right now. Yeah. So that's one of my, my hustles. Um, one of my hobbies that's not really a hustle, but I started a podcast, so I, have, I do a podcast. Um, I, I'm on a pause right now because I had to do a whole move, um, a house to a house um, with a baby. So, Which is um, never the easiest thing no, uh, at all. No, I've done, that. I've done um, that enough times to know. And that that's... Uh, I, I say I'm like I'm a matchmaker. I have a lot of uh, regulars and clientele that come. You know, I host them out here in Vegas or sometimes in uh, LA. But I'm just very. I know a lot of people. I know how to like treat people. I help a lot of girls out with their um, getting themselves in the business. It's a little financial domination. That's another niche niche <laughs> that I do. But yeah, I'm just all around a hustler. Like yeah. if, if it makes money and it makes sense, then I'm trying to dip my toe. And in I guess it. that was my point, is that so many people are like, Well, I got this side hustle, I'm I got my job and then I got my side some people are just hustlers. Some yeah. people just they, they really are. They're like, No, 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 I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna commit to it and I I guess I find it interesting, like the people that I know that, that are more successful at LA. Las Vegas, New York, even Aspen and Vale, I do see that some of oh, yeah, There yeah. are those people, but it, it usually comes from either having a really bad experience that you learn from and go, okay, I, I'm never going to let that happen again, or thinking beforehand, like, okay, I'm going to use this as a launching pad towards something else. Honestly, I mean, yeah, I guess you would kind of consider it, but like when I started working, I mean, I, my first job was I worked at like Quiznos and a movie theater, and then like, but I worked, you know, I'm from Riverside, so it's like there ain't shit out there, 
and literally they would, yeah, <laughs> like, literally, <laughs> yeah, um, literally, like, they would try to give you, like, like, 16 hours a week or something, and so I literally, like, I had four jobs at a time just to make full-time, and I just, I used everything as a stepping stone, like, my main thing was, is I wanted to go, to, I wanted to move to LA, and I was literally, like, I got to the point where I was a, a legal secretary for an attorney, and I, I mean, I was probably, he said I was, I turned out to be his, like, best secretary, but, um, he just drove me crazy. Like, those people, they're a little fucking, they're a little intense, they're yeah. tight ass, and, um, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot about, you know, contracts and just kind of, like, legal, um, terms of things, and so I used that to go to, uh, L.A., I managed dancers. I got into go-go dancing and modeling, and I actually managed go-go uh, go dancers and um, models for conventions, nightclub events, festivals. And I actually threw, I produced events, and I hired DJs, I hired dancers, and all that. Like, I, I did a whole, like, I did ticket sales, which before social media, it wasn't... Um, as easy it was as a fucking it was. nightmare it was, no it yeah, was a fucking nightmare don't, don't 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 play that down to, i did go that. to people i did guerrilla marketing but it's cool because i i actually enjoyed the process of things and then from there um i was i was dancing for um i was dancing for insomniac so i was dancing at all the festivals i kind of like reached the highest point of that but it really didn't pay that much. It, like, I wanted to level up, and I wanted to do things where I was actually, like, you know, I was able to get into these awesome raves for free, but it's, like, that doesn't pay the bills when, or it doesn't help you, yeah. you know, travel and, and stuff. And so um, I was, I did get into, um, you know, on another thing, I, I, I've been in the cannabis industry for a long time, so I've worked as a bud tender and managed a shop. And, um, you know, I just started seeing a lot of people doing awesome things and I wanted to get onto that and I kind of ran into an unfortunate incident where I met a really bad photographer, but <laughs> he introduced me to, uh, porn stars and, uh, girls in the porn industry and I had a girlfriend take me to the strip club for the first time and, um, before, like, I would never, like, ever wanted to use my body in that way. But I was like, you know what? I'm confident. I like when I got into the industry uh, in, into sex work. I was 24, so I was already, you know, grown up. I was experienced. I was very strong-minded. I did. I put my foot down when I didn't like things, and you know, I didn't have a problem speaking up to people. So um, I would say I was lucky in in the sense, but I was also like I came in with a straight mind. I wasn't fucked up doing drugs i wasn't like i didn't have a pimp or i didn't have somebody like holding my hand or, or pushing you pushing even, me yeah right and um yeah i went in and and you know i learned things uh when i did porn it wasn't glamorous at all it was not um everyone thinks it is until they see it the Til fantasy it. that you thought and really it's very political uh you know agents and performers and and you know the saturation that there's so many girls with s very little um shoots and also it's like when you sign up and you tell them like i don't want to do this i don't want to do that 
that's the only thing it's like they just push you and even if you were like really into it they don't like that they want you to be uncomfortable and they want you to like not have fun people who don't have footing are easier to control and make money off of right and that's kind of how that works unfortunately and also yeah because there was girls who were not from california so they came you know like to live in the model house it was like a thousand dollars for a bedroom and i was like fuck that i have my own room um but you gotta understand like these girls that were coming out here they had nothing they had no opportunities or no other ways to make money so they were desperate you know they were yeah. doing shitty uh shady escort jobs but that they didn't know that they were going to be doing you know the whole uh thing was that um their uh the mortgage of the model houses had to be paid so all those girls living in them had the first dibs and then you know if you were fucking the agent yep you may had uh, a perk but yeah it was it, it was really crazy and so from there um i i actually got into dancing before uh like dancing at the strip clubs before i um did porn so like when it came to be like you know you have to pay for your test and they're a lot and you had to get them every like twice a month not cheap and it you know just the lifestyle you had to wear certain outfits that you had to present yourself as this you know persona that you really weren't no one talks about the, the maintenance that is involved right. in in not just important it, it's the same in, in like if, if you're a a agency attached model it's the same thing you eat what you can you can you live where you're told you and it is it's a sense of control mm-hmm. and i don't want to sound too anti-penis here but i'm gonna it's, it's usually it is extremely mm-hmm. misogynistic mm-hmm. even to the point where the women i know that are in management positions so they're very controlling Absolutely. almost more so, so because they feel like they've they've had to push harder and i i i know you just i mean i'm, I'm sure you have a million horror stories and I you have tons. and that's just it and yet at the same time i mean i know in our conversations how empowered you feel well, you know, too, it's, um, at the time, I didn't feel empowered, but, like, I remember, like, one of my first conventions that I went to, and it was, like, you know, I have a very <coughs> notorious agent, and everybody knows him, they hate him, um, but, so, like, I was so excited to, like, be there, and, but it was, like, everybody knew that, like, he was literally, like, a dog pissing on your leg, but, like, I would go, go, like, he didn't want you talking to anybody, and I remember I even was, like, I screamed at him, and I was just, like, yo, like, I need to go to the bathroom, like, you need to back the fuck up, and I had older performers that were, like, whoa, like, if you're talking to your agent like that, like, you're gonna be good, but, of course, you know, he tried to punish me by not giving me, um, bookings, which was actually fine, because you know and i also like he tried to offer me shoots that i just wasn't into and i turned them down because i you know i have that right to say no sure okay if i'm not going to get a shoot to do a porn scene it's not like i'm you know the world's over but for some girls that that is how it is well but i want one more time for the for the people in the back so you can you are in control of you right and too many too many women that i know really forget that well, they always think that they work for the agent. They don't understand that the agent works for you. Yeah. And there's a manipulation, too, that the agents 
work with these production companies, so they have their little bonds. Some of them have been, you know, some of the agents. It always feels like an old boys club. It is. It's an old boys club, and I hate it. The agents were performers back in the day, and what they have, their little system, is that they'll get the checks, and they'll get their cut before they give it to the girls. And I remember, like, I pay for all my shit. I never had, like, back pays or anything, and I remember... Um, you know, so we had a, a money lady and she would handle the finances and I remember we were doing a convention and she tried to like give me my check but had all these minuses. She's like, Oh yeah, this is like for what you owed here and this and that and I was like and it was funny, I used to smoke weed with her, so I I made her cool with me, but when she said that I was like, mm, okay. I'm like, I'm never fucking working with you guys again. If you're gonna do some low shit, you're gonna hold on to my check. And then by the time I get my check, you're going to take money out of it for some imaginary cost when I'm fucking paying out of pocket for everything? Like, fuck you. Yeah. Well, and that, the music industry just finally, finally after umpteen years, I mean, literally a century plus, just got called out because during the pandemic, of course, all these tours got canceled. Right. And all these bands are like, we're canceling, we're so sorry, blah, blah, blah. But ticket holders weren't getting their money back. Mm. And they're like, well, is it the venues? The venues are like, we didn't get our deposits back to give you your money back. Yeah. So we can't see agents. They're like, no, we got the money, we're holding it. Because you're going to do that tour someday. Yeah. You're going to do that. You're going to do that tour someday. So when you do, there's, the money's there's there. A lot of we're taking behind. care of it for you. Yeah. There's a lot oh, of but by the way, you owe us, even though that tour's not happening for two years, you owe us this fee and this merch fee and this. It's finally getting seen by the, the public, quote unquote. And of course you're gonna see, I mean, there's always the skewed view from one side to the other and things, but in in the film industry, the adult film industry, modeling industry, mu- music industry, these are the norms. And the adult film industry, we're really like, we're kind of like it's the redheaded so, It's so taboo still. Still, is. as much as it's finally come out that it's everybody watches porn it's glorified but it's also like when you really get down and talk to other performers you know i'm seeing other performers that are coming out they're doing their podcasts where they're getting on podcasts and they're talking about their stories and like i i was a little set back that like some of them were really talking about like the real experiences but then also i'm like fuck yeah like tell your story to like speak that truth because it is fucked up it's not glamorous and a lot of these girls no offense that are getting into OnlyFans, you know they're going in with the wrong mindset and i i love sex work and i love the ability to be a content creator and have that freedom because a lot of these girls don't understand that it was not like that like when i got signed they were like oh you need to like dye your hair brown and no more tattoos and i like dyed my hair red again and i got another tattoo and i'm like fuck you i'm like if you can't get me work looking like this then maybe you're not the agent for me um you know they sign you in these very long contracts they shelf you and then sometimes you're put in positions where you like show up to set and like you're told what you're supposed to do but then on set like you got these like fucking shit being thrown at you where they're trying to do other acts like I remember I did a scene and it was like an orgy scene but I was only hired to perform with the guy and so I loved the girls like don't get me wrong 
but I wasn't paid to perform with them. And even though they were awesome girls, I didn't interact with them because it's like I wasn't paid to. Right. But my agent, they were even telling me, they were like, oh, yeah, the, this director, he's, he's, he's known for, you know, pulling things at the end. And even he tried to have me perform with him on the because uh, he's like performs in the things and it was just like no <laughs> I'm not so it's really hard um, a lot of girls especially now who are getting into porn and they're getting pushed into things and sometimes a lot of them you know they're people pleasers and they think that they're gonna they're just gonna do it because it's like you're giving the good job but it's like this isn't a desk job you know you're not no. gonna get a pat on the back you know, really, like, you're going to get fucking laughed at behind your back because they're going to be like, yeah, look, look look, at what I got out of this girl. And they're going to go tell another production company or producers, and they're going to be like, yeah, you, you're going to get something out of her. And people think they don't talk. Mm -hmm. Everybody talks. Oh, they all talk. Everybody it's all talks. all a little small circle. Yeah, everybody talks. And that's, I don't know. There's so many cautionary tales. Yeah. And, and I mean... And this is what I, like, what really bothers me is that I see some amazing girls who, like, start in cam where they're doing their clips and they're doing so fucking great on their own. And then what ends up happening, they cross over into getting signed to an agency and then they're in the mainstream porn and it's like... Oh my God! What the fuck did you do? Like you were you were going up. I was like rooting for you, and then you cross over, and then you join, and then what's going on? You know they're doing, you know, hardcore anal scenes, and you know where they were maybe just doing like girl girl stuff or whatever, and it's just so sad. I mean, you know who knows if they made their own decision to. Do if they that. decided to do that, that's one thing. But if if you're but feeling pressured. No one should ever feel that way. Right. And it's like, I don't know what's going on, but it's really sad to see them just cross over into mainstream because really, like, I all of us ladies, we are, yeah. we are winning the fact that we can control your charge. these sites. You're in charge. Yes. And, and, and you get to dictate your time, your energy, your effort, and your income. Yeah. And that's, that has never in the history... Of the U.S. at least. Ever. Never, but really mostly worldwide, but it, specifically in the U.S., that's never been a thing. Yeah. And now it is. And even to have the ability to say, yes, I want to perform with a guy, or no, I don't want to perform with a guy. Yes, I want to perform with a girl, or no, I don't want to perform with a girl. Yeah, you know, there's no pressure, and there's yeah. no, um, you know, when you're in porn, you don't have that choice. And I think what a lot of girls think that you know doing porn is easy but it's like it may look like that in front of the camera but when you have these heads on you and you know and then of course they, you know they want to break you yeah well and there's that whole stigma of you know there's no assault in porn there's no you can, I, it, it's the it is a gray area because it's like okay we're consensually going there we know what's going on we you know yes we have the right to say yes or no but really you just don't understand the politics of porn and, and that's and that's what a lot of people are not they don't yeah. get yeah and you don't I, I'm dealing right now I have, a, I have a friend who was doing exceptionally well camming and, and dancing she's in she's in Texas doing great and she just signed on with a big, and I, God, I want to call him out, 
but I know what it's going to do if I do it. But yeah. <laughs> she got signed. They're taking her to Florida. She's doing some scenes. And they sent her what she's doing. She didn't agree to it. But that's what she's doing. And then somehow when she started complaining, and I can't prove it, but I'm 90% sure that it made her job at the club almost impossible to maintain to the point where she left the club she's been working at because she didn't feel comfortable. Think people were saying things to her, people were doing things. She's like, I guess I'm just not gonna. I think that's another thing, like for me, I'm very strong-minded where like, of course, like I use it to my advantage. Like I dance under my stage name and, and whatnot, but I'm okay. Like, yes, yeah. I guys jerk off to me and whatever, they, they're gonna say what they're gonna say. And I learn how to monetize it. But some girls, are they can't take all this energy that's coming towards them from right. guys. So it is, and that's really why it says, it's like, you know, it's for some people and it's not for some people. And I've seen so many girls, you know, they're traumatized or they have, they're real fucked up from working in porn. Well, and and I, it's terrible. Yeah, well, and it's, it's that whole concept of, of, everybody does think it's glamorous. Yeah. And they don't realize that, I mean, anybody who's been on an actual film set knows that there's a lot of takes, there's a lot of cuts, there's a lot of this, there's a lot of, oh wait, nope, hold that, nope, reset, nope, start over, nope, lighting, nope. And you it's don't even the, know who, what kind of performer you're going to yeah. get that you have to work with. Yeah. Like, some of them are good, some of them, they have bad days, or some are just bad. Yeah, and that's the thing, is that in, in porn, more so than in your, your classic film, it's... The exact same, but it's over a specific idea or I or or setup, and the concepts too. Yeah. Like some of the concepts, like what really started turning me off was like these like incestuous concepts that it, like in order for me to get in character, it just was not sexy to me, and it didn't feel sexy, and it felt very forced and yeah. very like I didn't like I. From the minute we started, I wanted to stop. Um, so. I, I'm not going to pretend to understand the the fascination that goes on right now with stepbrother porn or stepdad porn or stepmom. I don't, I don't know why that's so popular, and maybe I just am not wired that way. I feel like it's like a middle America thing, maybe, or I, I don't know. It's, it's it's definitely something. And I, I did see. Um, uh, Lana Rhodes was on a pod was on her own podcast and she was talking about like they did a s statistic of that a lot of like serial killers and like psycho people are watching those type of porn or like hardcore scenes and um, you know it's just scary because it's like you don't know who the consumer is that they're catering to but if that's the consumer like do you really want to be catering to that anymore no, and then that's well not. and then you look at okay let's take it back another step it is it has been for decades very common to sexualize schoolgirl yeah yeah or you know that that whole concept of of the the the, the Daddy, babysitter yeah, the, the the oh yeah and it's and it's that that is it's always been weird to me don't get me wrong like i get it i understand the short skirts and the plaid i mean i do it's like yeah that's cute but i've never looked at it as like i want to go have sex with a schoolgirl right 
until the last few years when I realized, no, these guys really want to go have sex with a schoolgirl. They yeah. really want to go. Like, even the whole, like, you know, um, I know a lot of girls talk about this, that there's an assumption that, you know, girls have daddy issues and, you know, or sex, you know, they've yeah. been sexually assaulted when they're younger. And that's just not the case. There's a lot of great women who got into this with no, like, issues like that and whatever. However, this whole, like, daddy thing like i'm a dom so i never allow like i'll never be calling a guy daddy i'll never allow a guy to think that i'm gonna be on my knees begging them to call me daddy or like begging for yeah. the dick but i get it you know it's a uh it's the stroke for the guys yeah. they like that you know there's some great girls who are genuinely submissive and they enjoy that um you know power exchange but um it just goes into this whole concept of this, like, you know, just the terminology and stuff. And then it's um, a lot of people who, you know, have their own beliefs and in, in hearing girls talk like that, you know, feel that they have, they can uh, treat girls rude, like horrible because we're sex workers or, oh, you're, you're dirty or you're, you're, you're fucked up. And because you do this work and you know, so there's a lot of shame, but I, I am uh, noticing that the shame isn't really with us. It's with these people who are consuming it yeah. and you know, feel some type of way. So, yeah, they have this, this, this idea or this concept in their head of if I say this or if I feel this, it's, it's, it's everybody must feel that way. Right. And they don't get that, you know, like I said, it, it's, it, everybody watches porn. Yeah. Everybody, I mean, it, it happens. Like, and even it, if it's, 10 years ago, you couldn't say that. And even if it's people who uh, are not watching porn, you're you're having sex or you're jerking yeah, off. Yeah, there's something going on. Yourself. Yeah, there's something going and, on. And, um, like, I've had a lot of incidents where, like, sometimes this happens. Like, men who are attracted to me will a actually kind of act, like, fucked up because they want to get my attention by sparking something. And the the Chad complex. Chad complex. It's also like they do it to other girls and it's just so stupid. It's like, okay, you're going to be an asshole for what? But I learned not to engage, but it's just, I don't understand. I have a lot of friends, a lot of my friends on, on, on OnlyFans. Yeah. Actually, I have a, I see it even more with my guy friends that are on OnlyFans, where they will be, and I don't know why it's ever okay. Like, I've never, I mean, yeah. I, I think I, it's too, like, sometimes some of them are in denial because they are consuming on OnlyFans. Like, you know, uh, OnlyFans is very new. Yeah. Uh, and it's a new type of customer, but these customers are normally from social media where they're not really invested. They don't pay anything now they're paying now they're like, oh i paid because, i paid ten dollars a month because you they just owe me you owe me time yeah, you owe me time but they like feel um you know if it's like uh pettiness because like maybe they wish they can do this but they just can't, can't. but um you know or it's you know you have the guilt trippers the guys that are trying to like save you or in in let me be the person you rely on. Let me save your life. You or why? Yeah. Oh, sweetie, it's you, must, you could be doing so much better. You, you must. Uh, yeah. You know, you're really. You wouldn't do this if you had a man to take care of you. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Captain Save a Hose. Yeah, I don't, I don't get all that, and I don't, I don't understand. Like, I, I get when you're a kid, when you're like in second grade, pulling pigtails and not, you know, run. I've always joked like, there's those moments where you just want to run up to somebody, shove them in the ground, and be like, I think you're cute, and then run away. <laughs> like, I, I get that. The I understand. Yeah, the little boy. <laughs> but th then, then the frat mentality comes into it, and then you got your Chaz and your Kyles who are like. You know they—they're calling you a bitch to your face. They're making fun of you. They're—they're, they're, and those are the ones that tend to get more attention. It, it's it, the same as internet trolls. Like you right. watch somebody, just like they just go and go and go and go, and it's they like you're spending you. so much time because you're so upset. They're getting what they want out of you. Mm -hmm. What if you just ignored them? They would—they—they they invariably have to kind of go know, away. Or... We used to have this happen a lot that like when we would do a scene and we were like you know acting or whatever or um sometimes this always happened with like caucasian like women who cross over to do like uh interracial mm -hmm. and you know it's some of them behind the scenes they've been doing that already but you know it's a character and actually like these fans when you would do it they would like contact us and act like it was all, like oh we're fucking terrible but then they would also attack the male performer as if like oh like you know it's like they fall they they lose track of this fantasy and they really genuinely like would attack us thinking that like this girl was really like held against her will to fuck this guy and just because the color of his skin, they didn't like him. So now it's like, oh, all that's a reflection on society. And right. it's, I mean, and I, and I have said it a million times, like, if you do not believe that systemic racism exists in this country, you're kidding yourself. It's right. it's horrible. And and it translates more. Have you seen the movie Get Out? Yeah, of course. Of course. That is a movie that I wish was not a horror movie because they should show that in fucking 10th grade civics classes. They should show that to all high school students and say, this is fucking real. Mm -hmm. This is how people are treated. This Absolutely. is real. You know, and and it it drives me insane that because I what you just said, I've actually witnessed it. I've watched it. I've had friends be like, oh, man, this girl's like the hottest, blah, 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 but she did this scene with this dude and now and it and it wasn't because he was black, but it was because he was uncircumcised and didn't speak English. And now they're like, And now they're like, I now I'm like I, just, I can't even see her the same. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, that girl would never even look at you twice. Shut up anyway. <laughs> like she's it's a character, it's a person. Who who knows? That might be her husband for all you fucking know. Right. You don't know. You assume so many people assume that if you're in porn, you must be single. <laughs> I had this um this guy, and I guess he like fell into you know I do a milf thing, but he thought that I was like a, a single house mom, which is like okay, whatever. I guess you can feel it, but like to think that in real life, it was really like. You're a fucking idiot. Well, and, and, and you're one of the few that I've seen um, in recent years where you very, very... When you announced the pregnancy, you did it in a dramatic enough way, like, hey, by the way, this is it. It's part of who I, I am. I actually didn't even really announce it. I did keep it silent, but I was doing pregnant content on online. the side. Yeah. yeah, so when I... It was funny, too, because I just started camming, and I was like... And it was funny, like, these guys were, you know, just trying to do, like, the normal stuff. And I'm like, can't really do that because 
Yeah. Uh, and they're like, oh. And it, it would be so funny. Like, guys would be like, oh, oh, you're, like, pregnant. Okay, I guess, like, you know, never mind. But then I had guys that were, like, on my webcam that, like, never fucking talked to me in my life. And they were fucking tipping me. I, I, I made customs all the way up until my due date. Um, highly suggest it for any woman who gets pregnant I, I have down had, for it <laughs> yeah i have a couple friends that they were like really same thing they were like i you make so much money and now even more so like in following like those same people are way more supportive and she's like some of these people i genuinely feel like are like like they're kind of friends yeah. they're really like how's your kid how's this how's that they're talking about my life not what i'm yeah, doing you, you definitely and there's a line you have to cry you have to have that like, that you know you could ask how that is yeah. but like if you want to see them i don't like i'm not and, and, she, and she's like no i don't yeah. we have no we don't no real life content they're literally like cool and then it's okay now let's get back onto that yeah they're sure. like okay cool we're glad we we're part of that i have a friend who um she was dancing at a club and and pregnant and she danced up to like i mean we're talking days before she had the kid oh my god and and and, and, and this girl's abs would blow your mind because she could hold it in and and like i was actually one of my friends was working with her it's like this girl's amazing blah 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 and then she saw her in the locker room and she finally walked in and she looked at her and she goes huh and let her get let her stomach out and she was like i didn't even know she's pregnant i didn't even know i didn't know what to do and it was like and she was not little she was not she did not look unhealthy she did it was just one of the things she just did and Holy shit. so when she came back a lot of those people who knew okay she's pregnant she's gonna have a kid when she came back to the club those customers were like good on you for be for sticking to it thanks for coming back like they really appreciated right you're being a good mom well, you're doing everything you can like, to build that nest egg yeah, you do what you need like, to for I you think, and um and what i sort of noticed because i was so out there obviously before i was pregnant and now that I, um, you know, the little bit of times that I can go on and whatever, it's like a lot of these fans, they genuine support because they're just like, oh, fuck, like you're now you got a purpose. It's a reminder really that you're a real person. Do you're really doing it. It's a reminder that you're a real person. Yeah. So um, that's like really cool. And a lot of them, they're like super understanding because I'll tell a guy like they'll try to like do a session or maybe they want to custom and be like, I, I got to get to you later, but I will deliver. But it's like, yo, I got to put this baby to bed or I have to keep my daughter like I have her sleep trained. So I keep her on a very tight schedule because I need those. I recommend that to any hours, parent, though. 10 to yeah. 12 hours a night. Like I did this really awesome sleep training um, video um, that, you know, any moms out there, you need to, you need to do I, that. You need yeah. to get that in the butt right away um, i recommend that to to any parent yeah. i i sleep train my kids i got really lucky with with my kids and the, the ability to do that but it allows you to have a professional life after dark yeah and for me everybody thinks you know oh you you're in a record label you do photography there's a whole lot of spreadsheets and a whole lot of file transfers and most of it is just waiting for shit to upload but you have to have time to do that yeah. <laughs> and and I having mean, kids it's it's me, hard like, having I, babies I it's tough the club because it, it, i'm hearing it's so good and i am a little people are definitely out. jones in to, to be out but, there now um i have to just make sure that i have a, a babysitting situation or even to like i can do camming at home 
um, and, and like making content like it's easy but it's you know it's still like I get so exhausted we, we were talking when you were moving day. a couple weeks ago and you were like you were like <laughs> oh I God, all I want to do is just just smoke a dude, blunt I just want to smoke a blunt and give I don't want to do any of this oh and I, I have a blunt that we could smoke <laughs> I gotta roll but um yeah no it's like and uh, it's like two levels so two story and I had to do it like section by section keeping baby on schedule when I'm fucking exhausted exactly and don't even get me started on the junk guy that we had to pay to get the rest of the shit cause we had to throw shit away I still gotta throw shit away but we're all moved in it's really awesome I have been taking some time to like chill but now I'm like getting back like on my roll I'm like okay this is my house now we're gonna fucking unpack this shit but then also like i want to get i'm trying to get back on my fitness thing so i have to incorporate i say yeah you were back in you were back in the gym here in the last couple and, of days your birthday's next and week my birthday's next week i <laughs> so. a little different i don't have sudden plans i have a lot of friends coming to town but i literally like all i want is give me some drinks and like a. it changes a, things it does yeah like I, I've never really, I haven't been like fucked up around my daughter. I would never want to be fucked up around my daughter, but um, you know, I deserve a little a little saucy night. Um, but uh, yeah, like motherhood is, it's a motherfucker. Yeah, and-, and, and To all the motherfuckers. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is you go back to, to how taboo porn was or how ta taboo camming was even 10 years ago no one felt comfortable admitting they were moms no one well, felt comfortable I'm and now still, it's starting to like i'm still a little like i've actually talked to directors who have been um you know called like cps on them and i do get nervous to like admit that i'm a mom um just you know for non like adult working people i get nervous of like how they'll feel or or you know think towards me but you know never ever like put my daughter in a situation where she is next to what I'm doing if you were whatever. if you were a marine biologist you would not take <laughs> your kid and dangle them over the shark tank no absolutely but not. no one thinks about that right if you're a race car driver you don't strap your kid in next to you and when you're riding a essentially an explosive rocket on tires yeah. it's a stigma it is it's a stigma and it's attached to this whole concept of something that everybody does everybody and it's still like it's so it's very weird hard. to me and i think too like before when i was helping like women out with camming i was like oh my god <clears throat> like camming is so awesome because you can be with your kid and still do your thing but i think now i'm getting like now i'm getting more of an understanding where a lot of these women were coming for they're like i genuinely do not have a place to fucking like do this like i got my kid I have my room, I have to do a setup, but it's nothing that I can, you know, break down. And that's kind of a, a, a reason why I wanted to make a studio, because I want it to be a place where women can come in, you know, when it, that it's not their home. So it's not really something that they have to worry about, but it's where they could just kind of like get into it and not have to worry about like doing it at home. But like with me, I'm like really like I, I do have a separate place. But I also have to, like, I have to keep my baby monitor on, like, making sure she's, you yeah. know, going to sleep. If she wakes up, I got to stop and whatever. So it's it's stressful. But I just, like, I also, I want to be there for these little milestones that she's 
you know, doing and, and, you know, see, like, I, I want to see this. So I've been able to see a lot of the things like when she first started walking and saying her first words. So that's really exciting to me. Um, but I think a lot of, a lot of women get into the, the shame part when they have to go back to work. It sucks to leave your kid that like relies on you, but you have to like get back to life. So see, and I, I was, I was a, a, a single dad and and it was people thought I was crazy because my daughter in particular who has down syndrome I mm. took her with me on tour and gave her like the custom built headset and she met rappers and rock stars and things and she's she loved it yeah. my son who's significantly older than her he remembers meeting people and being a part of that and there was things he, I mean he I asked him here I mean he's 20 now and I asked him a few weeks ago did you ever see anything that made you uncomfortable and he's like not even once because yeah. I didn't realize drugs were a thing until a couple years ago yeah and I'm like really he goes I had no idea. Like I knew that people smoked weed, but I didn't know there was anything else going on ever. And like, I know for damn sure that there were people that he was around that were just coked out of their mind, but he never knew because even they were like, there's a kid, that's the right. producer, or that's the tour manager, or that's the drummer for that band, or that's the sound guy. We're gonna chill. There is this sense, it's like this honor code. Right. And it's, it's forgotten in industries where it, it wouldn't come up. And that, mm -hmm. that kind of blows my mind. So when you talk about the whole concept of like, oh, I gotta have the space, I gotta do this. Like, like I have, I, I was, you know, I, I, I dated a girl who was a dancer and um, she had a, a practice pole set up in our bedroom. Mm -hmm. And and good Lord, was she an amazing, she's amazing, yeah. amazing on the pole. Really worked hard at things like that. Well, we'd split up, she moved out and I had had some friends over for dinner. And of course I'm kid friendly. And I didn't think anything of it. Another couple of kids went running through because they were wanting to play with the dog and play with the cat. And they come running back out. And of course, I know their mom is a dancer. We don't yeah, talk yeah. about this. I know their mom's a dancer. Her boyfriend knows that she's a dancer, but none of us talk about work around right, the kids. Right. And they come running into the room and they're like, you have a fire pole too? <laughs> and I, it was this moment of, well, yeah, I do. Who doesn't want to be a fireman? I didn't know what to, I, well, I, just, I even yeah. don't like. I try not to talk about like what I do with my nanny, just because I don't like. I don't want her to think anything. Yeah. Or I, you know, I had a couple of nannies, so I was trying to be very like easy on like what I would let out. Um, so it's you know I have to like because sometimes I'll have I'll have guys that like want to do like a Zoom session and whatever. And I'll be at home, and then I have to like get out of my sexy clothes because I'm like, oh, I gotta go downstairs, but I don't want my <laughs> nanny to see me in my outfit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that kind of stuff. I I yeah. love that stuff, and I, and I think it's funny because so many people think that it's it's like any other job. There are things cops don't bring their work home. They don't talk at the dinner table of the horrible things they see. Right. Um, and the irony to me is in many ways that sex work is is harder because it it it. It integrates so many different aspects. It's not just well, about sex. It's in reality. Like you have it's to like, therapy. separate the two. Absolutely. It's therapeutic. Absolutely. It's this idea of I can escape. The same as you go watch a good movie and lose yourself in a character or totally. develop you fall in love with somebody that's not There's a real a lot person. Of guys like who use it for like um, therapy and also like when I do Dom work and stuff, like when I do my my um, sessions. 
when I used to do them in person, like that was really great. Um, when I do them online, it's not really. Um, it's a lot less personal. It's, when not, it's a there. lot less like therapeutic for me, but more so for them. For them, they still get the which release. Which is still cool, but it's um, you know the safety factor is more than anything that I can ask for. Because, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I've had some pretty crazy situations when you're doing the live dom sessions in person. Um, uh, that I had to learn, you know, as a, a baby dom learning. But now it's like I will never put myself in those situations again. Try and, being a videographer, yeah. watching stuff and going, I have to keep quiet. I have to not respond. Don't react. <laughs> Even though this guy is now screaming his head off and trying, threatening to kill this woman, it's fine. Everything's fine. It's a... There yeah. even there were those moments where I mean you watch them they're like we're done we got to go like yeah. you see these these lines that are crossed and I mean that was and it, you know these sessions can get very intense and and there's there's an etiquette there's there's a whole like formula to it that you have to follow because you're you're dealing with somebody's mind this is like a mental stimulation and if you don't follow through on all the things especially aftercare. These people can have you, you can in hurt their them. head. Well, you could hurt them, but they could also obsess over you. Yep. And they can, um, you know, feel like you're the bad guy to this problem that they have. So um, I have a lot of girls that I, you know, I was on Clubhouse and I um, was in a lot of these like engagement rooms with uh, OnlyFans creators and porn girls and stuff. And a lot of girls wanted to learn, you know, they want to learn how to do financial domination. And I'm still like willing to like give a workshop, um, like, uh, you know, if it's like through Patreon or something, but it's just, you know, it's not for everybody. And it's, it, it can be really intense in how to like handle these guys because it's, you know, kind of like a mom you yeah know, these are yeah. like you know these guys can have tantrums and you need to know how to navigate it but you also can't freak out like you, you, you have, have to you to have to be able to maintain yeah you are in charge of the entire situation absolutely. that is the i mean they are in charge because they're the sub always i love that I, I, that's my favorite they are in charge because if they say they're a safe word you know it, it's, it's done. done however you also have to be your own security guard yeah. if you know seeing so i have a lot of guys that have like you know i've done online sessions with them before and they really like, they're like i'll pay whatever to have a live session i'm like really like if i were to do it i have to have security like i have to have it where you're not thinking me and you are in the same room alone um that or a whole lot of bear spray safety. or something yeah, yeah. Just no for my I, safety. I get that you just said something that I, I have this conversation with a lot of people. I've said it a lot. Um, there has been a shift in recent years, and I put a lot of the credit to Fifty Shades of Grey. Good. There you go. You just your face just said exactly what I think. If that guy was not rich, that's an episode of Criminal Minds. <laughs> right. It's it's abuse. And too many women think, and I hate to say that because I don't want to, like, I don't want to be like it's women that think this, but too many women think that the romantic side of that being sub or being, they don't understand the sub is in control. Yes. In any, in any situation involving domination, the sub is in charge. Mm -hmm. 
and it's too easily forgotten. And I watch a lot of my friends or people that I meet or people that reach out to me, and it's more so recently been people that reach out to me that I don't know, who are describing their, their I'm in this relationship and I just don't get it. And like, this friend told me that you'd understand and you'd be able to tell me something. And I'm usually like, dump him. He's, he's, he's abusing you. You don't realize that he's just yes. telling you what to do. So Fifty Shades of Grey was written by, you know, a house mom who... Was fantasizing. Who, ba who basically used um, the, what is the Twilight series? Mm -hmm. Con like that concept and she warped it into what is now Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. The reality is, is, is there scenarios where that can happen? Oh, sure. But... No, like not to like how everything happened. And also, um, when I did it, like, you know, I hadn't, when I did my introduction, like of getting into it, of course, that was put forth me by somebody who was a fucking amateur um, until I did a real Dom training and really learned like the, the whole history of BDSM and what it entails of you being a sub to being a dom. And this is another thing that I really have a problem with a lot of women. And, and sometimes men too. A lot of men. But this is a lot of women. So a lot of women, especially with fin dom, they want to get into it. And they want to be like, oh, well, I'm, I'm just a dom because that's what I'm going to do. And that I, I'm not going to get beat. There's whatever. a difference between being a dom but and being a bitch. But the problem is, <laughs> is you can never be a dom if you never learned from the bottom. Right. How can you know what you're giving to this person if you've never endured it yourself? Right. And that is the number one thing. And also with men. Men also have came to me. I've had plenty of men came to me and think that they could just be a dom because they, they want to be that role. And it's like, no, you need to fucking learn from the bottom to be that. And that's where, you know, all of this stuff, you know, obviously the rules have been changing a lot. So there's a lot of serious doms who are getting mad at you know new people and i also i don't i hate that because it's such a beautiful like thing when you actually like are in it and you're learning it that um i get it that it should be cherished with the, the real people who are um who have experience with it but <coughs> also don't want to hinder any new women who may really Be benefit from it i i when i first started understanding it and i and i did literally fall into it it was one of those things i was like mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't was not looking for any of that i was not looking for the the concept behind it i fell into it and i was like okay okay mm -hmm. i it reminded me of the native american stories okay where it's it's handed down Yes. over time yes and that to me was really beautiful and really uh, that really resonated with me and too many people now they they watch something online or they watch a youtube thing well, or they, also they're watching porn or they're know. or they're just watching what's even worse is the people who just watch like just watch twitter and be like well this person's being a bitch and getting paid to do well, it if you there's a difference if you didn't um know like when 50 shades of gray actually came out and then right after there were so many incidents of men actually genuinely assaulting women with these you know what they like read tying them up or whatever without understanding what each 
toy means. Yeah. I have all my toys here. All my toys, I've never bought any of them. Some of them I may have, but most of them they've all been bought by my sub, which, you know, I'm a true dom in that sense. However, I know and I've, I've experimented with all of those that if I lay those on on any of my subs, I know what they feel like and I know what I'm And that's that what that's what matters. And that's, that's why they 100% make percent what what matters. No, that's why they make cops get tased. And a lot of these <coughs> girls, they don't even know the terminology of no. some of these toys or how to do it properly. The history or what you can hurt people, you can cause permanent damage, yeah. you can do all sorts There's of things and they don't know. There's a lot of nerves that you can hit that can really cause permanent damage and like for me like um you know, there's always also this uh, assumption that a dom has to be very aggressive and That's sadistic. In my style, I'm very sensual, um, but I do, I'm stern. I will set my boundary up, but um, my style is just sensual, and that's just that's just my nature. That's how I am. So um, I hate to get compared to other doms because I feel like everybody, every dom is is there is unique in their own right. way and right. also what you have to understand is every dom there are this is their therapy too like we are coming from it's give and take and it and, is give and, take. and and that's mistaken way too often and that most of us you know we come from we're rape victims we are uh we've been in uh, abuse relationships mm -hmm. mentally physically we've had sexual assault you know i've had a, a lot of great bonds with a lot of doms and you know where they're coming from it's the is... ability to to recenter and 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 gain control in 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 its own way and your in your and, and, and I don't know why that's so mistaken so often that it's, it. I mean, people don't realize that with musicians, like, yeah, everybody's raging and look, we're all on drugs and we're all high. And those artists are giving you everything and they are taking everything from you oh, the yeah. same. And it is very give and take. And that's why later on in years, you're, you're really seeing them yeah. have problems yeah. because they think, or all those drugs that they took yeah, or whatever is and, like, and for some it is just it, the addiction you know, to fame. It affects them. Yeah, yeah. There is the addiction to fame and I will say that, but but more often it's it's the addiction to the art, it's the performance. And that's part of it with especially in, in BDSM in particular, people miss out. They think, Oh, it's just it's a guy getting his ass kicked or he's a pay pig or he's a pussy. Right. And I deal with that with sugar daddies and sugar babies and things. It's same thing there where there is a and a lot of these There's people, an interpersonal like, relationship. Even if this guy is, you know, wanting to endure that, a lot of people don't understand. These are very intelligent people. They are successful. You know, they have a, a bit of a lifestyle that they just kind of want to escape from. And mm -hmm. this is their escape. They're not bitches. They are not, you know. They're very powerful, they're intelligent. Stupid. They want to give up. And I see that more with the women who enjoy being dominated that are in high power CEOs, CFOs. Oh, yeah. They want to take Even an hour a week. Yeah. yeah. Legal people in particular. Give me a week. Give me an hour per week to just not be in charge of anything mm -hmm. except this one moment. It's, it's a let go. You know, yeah. you want to let go from that. And and it really what people need to understand is like a lot of us can use that whether it's you know you're this big hip-hop rap guy or this super hot like thought on instagram i'm sure that she just wants to like bum it out 
in sweats and not have to put this those those are my favorites is the is the the people on. like I, there's a few people on, on, and I've noticed it more with TikTok, I will say that, but there's a few people on Instagram that were like, they were these super glamorous, this is my, this is my mystique, this is what, and they set a certain aesthetic. Mm -hmm. And over time, they've started to be more real. And at my favorite, my favorite models, as far as social media is concerned, it's not about always the image, it's not always, it's, it's who they are as a person, and there's, there's, I'm, I'm thinking of, of one girl in particular that she started posting like she has some acne problems yeah and she's like look I I'm dealing with this and it affects my mental well-being that I have a zit and I don't know what to do and I'm worried about all of you hating me for having a zit and she got on and started talking about it and I was like this makes you such a better person Right. Because now every girl that's sitting there going I want to look like her and it takes some of that mis mystery away it's like I loved when people started doing the, this is me on on, on the catwalk, mm -hmm. this is me made up, this is me, yeah, this is me yeah, at home. Yeah. And showed like the split of what people right. look like. The more that people do that, and the more real they are, the more you see the sense of unity and the sense of, of, of okay, I we can relate to each other. And that is something that in sex work in particular, and bartenders, <laughs> bartenders oh, also, yeah. there's that therapeutic cross of it's symbiotic always be, be on point to yeah like even me like sometimes like i don't want to i don't want to film or i don't want to do social media posts because i don't have makeup on and then like that's why i like snapchat because it's like i could do it i'll put a little basic filter on because even though maybe my face isn't all done up but it makes me feel good but i actually get more hits from that i could be real quirky and I, I like that where i don't have to always do a fucking sexy post the second workout you did after having the baby may i watched it like because i was laughing so you're like i should not be filming this i this i, I should not you were like, exhausted no. you were sweating like but I'm like just, I'm doing like this to remind myself that I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I could feel the, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I here? Everything hurts. I don't want to do this. I I'm really... uncomfortable and hot. And it, it made me, a, like, that's, that's the reason, like, when we talk, it's real. There's I'm no mystery about it. I'm a self-disciplined person because yeah. I'm doing, like, I did gymnastics when I was younger. I did cheer like all through my life so I've always been like a physically fit person so like pregnancy was like the challenge of my life absolutely and um you know I give it up to girls who bounce back there is some girls who don't bounce back but it's also it comes within like if you want to bounce back and I'm not saying I'm perfectly back to where I was but I'm at least there, but I also have personal fitness goals. Like I have some like goals that I, I want to accomplish and that's what I'm going to do. Like right now, what my fucking worst one is, is changing my diet. I need to start eating better shit. That's everybody. I don't care who yeah, you are. That's everybody. That's absolutely. And my diet sucks. I had an oatmeal cream pie for dinner last night, and I got to the point where, it, towards the after shooting and everything last night, my friends that were downtown were like, no, you're going to come actually eat. Cause we you haven't know what I did last <laughs> night? Instead of just, I mean, I did smoke a joint, but instead of, usually I'll smoke a joint, and then I just fucking, like, scroll on fucking internet and shit. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? 
because I just felt so much like negativity on like social media and YouTube and all this and I was like I am going to do what I always said I wasn't gonna do and I fucking I because I went to the grocery store and I actually bought meal prep bowls mm -hmm. and I'm like I'm gonna fucking make this brown rice I never made brown rice before I always make white rice so yeah. I made brown rice which it's not really that much of a difference just no, gotta add a little bit um, but I made brown rice I I have like I have a problem where like I'll buy meats and then I never cook them and then they go bad and yeah. then, so then I, I just bought this and I was like you know what I'm gonna fucking cook this shit and I'm gonna have my fucking meal for the day and it was awesome because it was just like they're like you know they said like if you want to get these gains you have to like really be on top of yourself so, like, you have to change proteins so, you have to do these things yeah. that's absolutely true so and also getting older too that's everybody i'm um, broken so well, i don't want to talk about like you you've been involved in not just the yes you you smoke you you enjoy but you are involved in the legislature i, I go in deep i mean i'm yeah. trying to get more involved yeah um i'm definitely going to be signing up to be a member for the chamber of cannabis out mm -hmm. here which is female owned and they're fucking they're the ones that really help put this legislator this senator to put bring this up to the legislation and get it passed and the mayor just signed it yeah so this is like now obviously we just have to wait to see what's going to be the term and, and there's going to be there's going to be a, a, some okay there's the some fed there's the state that of course and, and you live in a county that loves to make money off of the city and you've got a city that loves to make money off the tourists and you got tourists who are like let's get high so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so it's gonna it's gonna be one of those how can, who can make the most money in the most effective way and that's what's going to yeah. really deter and let's not pretend it's not a capitalist thing but it is an incredibly important and Step I was, forward. And I was with cannabis in LA for Prop 215, which is yeah. really huge. Yeah. You know, so the fact that all this recreation. That's actually when you and I first started talking, was when you were doing all that. I, I, I and ironically with everything else, I, I found you as a quote unquote Butcher. weed girl. Yeah. Yeah. You were yeah. a weed girl. And I don't remember, it was on social media, and then it kind of went from there. That, that touches my heart yeah. because if there's anything I would want to be portrayed as, is the hot weed girl yeah i mean that was and it was funny like i <laughs> i don't think until i really started getting into people's careers and like really paying attention i don't i don't ever classify anyone as like right. oh you're this or oh you're that but i remember how i was introduced to them and there's some models i work with that i was introduced through they were a, a go-go dancer or mm -hmm. some strippers who i actually met who i thought were models or and it goes around in circles but the one that always gets me is like when somebody is involved in something that is people look at weed and they think oh cheat if, if on or we yeah on? we're recording oh, okay, yeah good, we're recording good, like, yeah no no yeah. we're recording all this yeah Hell yeah um yeah, everybody's gonna be really confused because I'll, I'll do the fade out and the fade in. They're like, oh, you're talking oh, about no, something completely cool. different. Y'all missed some really cool shit you didn't know. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, <laughs> but no, I it's, it's you don't, if you don't identify something. So people have this, this set in mind. If you've never smoked weed or you're not into the scene or you're not into the dirty hippie thing, you think Cheech and Chong. Yeah. And for me, that wasn't it. It was never Cheech and Chong. It was Dazed and Confused when that movie came out. Oh my God, dude. One of my favorite, yeah. favorite fucking yeah. movies. The way Slater explains shit I in that. I can watch that movie yeah. all the time because it's like, I love, I love the 70s aesthetic and it's just like everything 
from the fucking hazing and you know hanging with the big kids yeah and partying and like that movie is like ugh, and just all the greats are in it and i remember thinking while that movie was going i was like man if somebody would just hire Mila Jovovich to sell weed this world would all smoke weed i remember Matthew probably yeah dude come on like <laughs> oh such such a pop I quote, of I quote so many lines Memphis. from that movie. And I'm one of those people, when I quote a movie line, I get really upset if nobody gets a reference. But that's one of those ones, be a lot cooler if you did. Everyone's like, I know that movie! <laughs> I, I'm like really trying to like brand out like my cannabis stuff, but even though I've been a stoner for like fucking way before the porn stuff. Um, like my first friend when I came to LA was this girl and I'm friends with her and I got her doing OnlyFans and she's a mom but it was funny because this girl like she like lived her in the, the block and she was like hey she's like I got a weed card so it, you know if you, if you need the hookup me, no she was like if you go with me and we do it together we'll we'll get we'll get weed because we're both cute girls I was like okay all right shout out to Brandy <laughs> 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 um, no, it was cool. So she got me in the loop, and then she basically showed me the system of when you have your card, how to get it, and go in. And then I just like I went to all these dispensaries, and then after I was just like, "Yo, like if you need any, like if you need somebody to help bud tend or whatever, like let me know." And then that's how I started working for dispensaries, and I just I just went in and I just asked, and that was crazy, and um. Some were a little bit more critical. There's a lot of hot girls, so mm -hmm. there's a lot of competition and whatever, but it was really fun. And then um, this one dispensary that I worked for, uh, the girl who was the manager got pregnant. And then by default, I was trained to be the manager. And so I was like, and it was also like an illegal like consumption lounge. So we, I was help bringing in girls we did promo um, because there was the Los Angeles Community College across the street. Oh shit. Yeah, so we would go and like pass out flyers and then people would come and I mean, but it was really cool. But we had, I had to help all the like the high roller customers. Um, some of them are still like my friends to this day. Actually my tattoo artist, um, uh, Bubba, he came from the weed shop. and. Um, I didn't even have ever have tattoos, but he was just such a cool friend and we had such good conversations that like I was like kind of scared of tattoos, but like with him I was like, "Oh, I'm down to like get tattoos and stuff." But you just met a lot of great people. It's a community and that's that's the thing that is is for me, like there's a lot of models in particular that I met through cannabis conventions, really. Yeah. Like the whole like and it, back when it was like these are tobacco water pipes. These are, you know, it's like, fuck, man, we're, we're all getting high. Well, we're was, all lying, but. Well, it was really taboo to <laughs> yeah. be a cannabis model and to, like, put that brand I remember if you said you were a cannabis model on MySpace, that was the one thing that MySpace was like, no, you can't say that. Still, yeah, ganja girls. Yeah, remember, remember yeah. No, it was, it was really weird because I, so when I was growing up, um, Chronic Candy, they were from Riverside, they mm -hmm. were using Hot Girls for really good, um, amazing kind of Playboy shoot style, like photography, mm -hmm. um, which was really nice. So it was like, if you got with them, you were cool. I worked, I still talk to them too. I worked a lot with them for the conventions. Um, then there was um, 420 Nurses, 
I'm new to the girl that's working there. I don't know if she's still running it. I believe she still is, but she was really awesome and had a great like look, you know, with the whole 420 nurses. So there was there's been a lot of pioneers in this industry and it really wasn't but I did like shoots for like pure glass and it was funny because I remember like I, I brought like some girls that we got hired and I was like alright they were like okay you're gonna get a paycheck or you could get bongs we were like fuck that we're getting paychecks and we're getting there bongs. you go yeah okay you take the money I'll get the <laughs> so, <laughs> picking out um, pieces and shit I yeah a lot of like cannabis like lifestyle um you know gigs and i just love it i love the whole like i love the culture of cannabis i've even after that i i did harvesting i've done trimming like where i went to an actual farm mm -hmm. kind of crazy i'll never do that again but oh it's hard fucking work yeah and it's also scary a lot of those farmers got like cabin fever so oh there's that too. Yeah. yeah so i have a hate love relationship with the farmer but you know but, yeah uh, all in all like the plants to like see a real farm experiencing the whole thing from amazing. from from beginning to end and 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 like say having friends that i do that are in the where they're making resins and and extracts and like it's it's such a science now i mean i laugh and kind of feel bad because I, I, a bunch of my friends are like, when we talk about, yeah, man, I smoked out of a, used to make pipes out of a pen and a socket, or yeah. I'd get an avocado, or I'd get, and they're just like, why? They don't get it. Like, I have never owned a grinder. <laughs> I, I never. And I was like, yeah, I, you don't know what it is to have to fucking break your, your shit up, take all the seeds and sticks out, and then use a pop can because. Did. <laughs> you know, back in the day too when we were butt tending like like now like all these butt tenders they look so stupid with like little polos like little dorks first of all it was all hot girls you just mm -hmm. came in you you were chill but you're hot and um you know we had the actual jars where people can actually like put their hand like they can go in the jar they can feel it and whatever so people were real critical about like if you gave them a weed and they had all the it was all stick you know because that's weight mm -hmm. so you know doing the little things made people want to like tip you more and um i remember i used to have people they would specifically wait for me i would you know serve them i would tip me to serve them tip me to roll up for them tip me to smoke with them and you know it was kind of like a therapy session of chilling with them and then they'd go and then you know sometimes they'd come you know they would always come back and it was like you started to develop your regulars i remember i remember one day when i walked uh, like after my my 15th or 20 like and and there was a good chunk of time where i actually just completely quit smoking quit drinking quit yeah. everything and i was like i just need to to be sober and i would still go with friends and i and I, that was when i noticed I was like when the fuck did every bud place i go to turn into coyote ugly <laughs> <laughs> like what in the shit is this? And, but it was like, I'm with it. Okay, I, I get it. I love coyote. <laughs> that was man, just that where I was like, wanted me to be a bartender. But hell yeah, like, yeah. I was like, damn. And now there's there's. I mean, when you go to dispensaries, awesome. Even now, there's always the, the really dark, but there's always so, that one girl in the corner. Uh, um, you know, out here it's like not. There's not like the hot girl thing except for Hardeen. Um, I uh, do brand ambassador for them. Yeah. But if you go in there, which if you're out here, you should totally check them out. They got hot girls in outfits. Like, they, I mean, their whole It's all out. It's the way it should be. So, but they do it Create so. Create the aesthetic a, and people will. Right. If you build it, they will come. It's a great, like, way. It looks very classy. Nice. Very the lifestyle. So, like, 
you know, there's a lot of cannabis, like this cannabis industry is booming. There's so many people that are, um, you know, developing their marketing strategies on Instagram and those are sponsorships. It's becoming more and more normalized and, and it's good. for girls yeah. and, you know, these are totally ways that you can get like some brand work. Um, it's the new hustle and yeah. it's, it's really awesome to see the evolution of our I, I remember when it used to be a really big deal if you could be like the say poly girl or mm -hmm. and and to now what I'm seeing is that the people going but I'm repped by this company or this glass company or this vape company or the and, and the different it's becoming more mainstream on a level that is commercially accessible to your every person and a lot of cannabis companies are willing to work with only fans girls which is fucking incredible yeah cause they, because they don't we're both getting censored on like IG. So really if we all teamed up and I have a big project in the works for both of those. There's areas. unity in, I mean, that's the reason rebellions happen. Yeah. That's what, that's what, ha that's what happens is I'm fed up with this and enough people feel like-minded and they go, fine, fuck you then we'll do our own thing. Right. And that is what happens. That is how it works. Right. So. I mean, there's a whole war going on. Yeah. We, we could talk about that for fucking hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to cover one thing with you that because I've wanted to actually ask this I talk to a lot I mean I obviously I'm friends with a lot of strippers a lot of like sex workers and stuff like that the one thing that always gets brought up is OnlyFans is an online version of a strip club and too many people don't really understand the etiquette of a strip club you pay a fee at the door mm -hmm. or a minimum drink fee to get in that is what the club makes right and then there's the that's your membership fee. That's your monthly subscription. That's your, you pay the nine or 10 bucks for the month or whatever it is, mm -hmm. or 20 or six, whatever it is per the person, that's your door fee. If you're going to Disneyland, you're going to pay, pay it your whatever admission. you need to get through that gate. Yes. If you want to go see the other, you want to go on other rides, mm -hmm. you pay more. Yeah. And here's the thing. If you're sitting at a stage and a girl is dancing and you were not tipping, go home. Get the fuck out of here. What do you think is a fair per song tip at a decent club in Vegas? In Vegas? Per song tip? Yeah. What's the, what would you say is just um, like a... I mean, well, the common is $20 and then plus tip and it could be, you know, $5, $10. It just really depends. Like, you know, sometimes there's girls that don't try. You got to give a little effort mm -hmm. into it. You definitely need to like... It is a give and take as well, but you also gotta like let them know like why you deserve yeah. that and why that guy should feel good about spending his money. It shouldn't always be that I'm here and this is what it is, even though that is what it is. You don't want them to feel that way. You give the give the individualism, the the direct contact, and see to me that correlates strip club wise as you know if you've got the strip club and you should be paying for girls on stage and stuff like that. It's the same on OnlyFans or camming. Of if you're there and you're hanging out, you should occasionally either drop tips or you should you know, or if somebody's offering up like, hey, there's this extra little video that I'm offering to everybody for a few bucks. Those are the ones you pick up. Yeah. Then if you want to go to the champagne room, mm -hmm. then it's a bigger fee. Yes. You got to pay for the one-on-one. -on -one. If you're trying to take me away from all these other people. And this is the thing that. You know, to, to go and entertain you. Why is it so hard for people to understand that online? Because if you want an individual video or you want one-on-one -on -one time or you want custom content, fucking pay for it. People are so new to this. All these, a lot of OnlyFans people 
they're coming from social media where they normally are not paying for anything. So you're dealing with a lot of people who are very new to this whole, you know, system, right? They're normally people who would go into the strip club and, you know, they probably don't really understand the etiquette there. Um, but it's a new generation. The guys on webcam are actually better customers than the guys on OnlyFans. But it's like, you know, you never know. And also there's definitely celebrities who have OnlyFans accounts who are, uh, you know, tuning in, they're paying, so you don't know who you're gonna land on. But um, the whole thing of it is, you know, every girl, this is your friend, this is your storefront, this is your room, this is, you have the ability to really put yourself out there and sell develop your personality your is. And that's not cheap. Developing an aesthetic no. and a brand is not cheap, and yet people fight the idea of paying for that. And I don't, it, well, and of course, I, I being in a smaller town with a smaller club, like there are guys who are literally shocked, like, wait, so for 150, I get I get 15 minutes with just you naked, but I don't get to like touch you. Yeah, so there's no sex. What? There's it's like, a lot of things too. I mean, you really have to put your guidelines there. Yeah. Like in my um, on my page, you know, I let guys know like, don't ask me to to meet up with you. This is not what this is. Yeah. If I was gonna meet up with you, I wouldn't be on this website. But it's also need to understand like, don't push don't push that for me. Like if I already say like, no, I'm not interested, like don't make an assumption. And also too, it's like, you have to expect this. You are giving off the sexual energy. So sometimes people aren't always in their best mindset. Yeah. Um, but that's not your problem. And you know, you have to just say what it is. And that that's that. If they want to go to another girl, let them. Yeah. You know, it's all about that. In this way, unlike the strip club, you could demand respect. Yeah. You could be willing to take that just to get the money, but really, like, for me, I like being treated respectfully than to, in the strip club, you know, guys get to, you know, talk to you the way they are because that the strip allows that because it's ran by men. Yeah. And yeah. It's very misogynist. Yeah. Well, and I, I just laugh because, and, 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 and it finally, finally happened. I have a lot of friends who, uh, obviously, they're camming, they're doing different things, and they, and and they, they will sometimes send me the messages and be like, "Dude, yeah, listen to those dudes talking to me." It is. It's funny. And I, I mean, I had one girl hit me up here last year. She goes, "I, I have a really, I have a question. I don't want to ask you, but I don't know what to say here. And you're usually pretty good with words." And I was like, "What?" And she, she was like, "This guy wants a dick rating." And she said, "I, I kid <laughs> you not, this guy had." It was like an avocado got in a fight with a lemon and they somehow like meshed together. Dude, you don't even have to understand. It, like, I don't even know where dick ratings came from, but. It's the weirdest concept ever in the world to me. Like, I think they're kind of ugly, but yeah, this one. I'm really into it. Like, I have this other guy that did this and then like tipped me to like rate his balls, which is like. Okay. Potatoes in a fucking burlap sack. Yeah, you know, make him feel good. But yeah. It was like, you know, for him to like, and then I think he like wrote me a message and was like, hey, did you like look at it again? And it's just like, I, it's, it's very, very I strange. Get too excited, but, but she didn't know what to say to him. So she like, but people don't realize like, 
girls talk. If you say something to a girl at the strip club, they go in the locker room, they tell the other girls. Mm -hmm. Girls that do OnlyFans together and things of that nature and know each other. I, I am that friend that they send me and I get tons and it finally happened where I saw a message from a guy that I know to a girl yeah. that is a friend of mine. And it's still, it's taking everything not to just Only call him out. Is, 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 um, I just, a I lot just, of people are on it and even some people will deny that they want to consume it. Yeah. But well, and my, my biggest thing is he was very rude to her and I, it's taking everything in me to, to just call him up and be like, if you, if, if I find out you ever talk to a girl this way again, I'm calling your mother. No, I mean, <laughs> you can't take what they're saying I know, seriously. But, but, so, um, well. Let's, I, this has been great. There's yeah, been a ton going on. I wish on. I could talk more. No. I do have to get back to mom life. Yeah. Um, we will get other sessions in. We'll really do other cool. stuff. You definitely so. have to come on my podcast. Yeah. I will do that for sure. Yeah. I'm going to be back down here. We can do th stuff through Zoom and things too. I mean, I've okay. got my setup. So if nothing else, we can do audio and I can send it to you. Uh, real quick, plug your social media. Yeah, plug what you want. So you can follow me on um, Instagram, um, Onyx Muse XO, and on Twitter, Onyx Muse XXX. And go to my website to get a gift to get a free trial to my OnlyFans, which is onyxsocialclub.com. And yeah, uh, thank you so much. This is really exciting. I'm so happy I got to meet you in person. And, yeah, it's been years, uh, but yeah, we have so many good things to talk yeah, about. This will be fun. We'll keep doing it. Give me two songs you can't stop listening to. Two songs I can't stop listening to. Um, really right now, today, um, Dead Mouse, Monophobia has been fucking going on in my head because I like that shit, you know, EDC gotcha, coming. Gotcha. Um, another song in my head is probably, um, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Hey Joe, I'm, of course, Foxy Lady, that's like, yeah, that's yeah. like my song, so. Right on. Yeah. Cool. Well, on that, I will let you go. Uh, once again, you. Closet of Nonsense, shoot us emails, let us know if you have any questions, things like that. Appreciate it, you guys. Uh, we will talk soon. Everybody have a good one. Again, remember, no one's alone. Don't feel alone. Always reach out. Peace. Inside my head, there's a little place left for you. What do you know? What do you know? And all I want is to find out what you're going